0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the fifth episode of the Museum of My Mind. I'm so happy that I made it this far, because, Lord, let me tell y'all, I didn't even think that I could do it at first. Like, I was like, oh, let me start a podcast like two years ago. And then I was like, nah, I don't have time. But I am here. And once again, my mom is my co-host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my, how, how has your week been?
1: I, my week has been fine. My week has been pretty good. I can't complain.
0: Too much. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, so we um we're done with the bathroom, at least the painting part. So Mike, can I paint? Little little something something, <laughs> something. little something something, something.
1: <laughs> little something. We oh going see. We gonna see how this hallway turned out.
0: Oh my! I'll I'll post the picture on my Instagram when the bathroom is complete. Cause we have to put up like shelves and clean the tile and and. Stuff like that. And then I usually tell you guys about my cat. She hurt her paw this week and I'm very bothered by it. But you know what? I don't know what happened to her. She disappears for hours at a time and then comes back and acts like she's starving. Like no one loves her. But I digress. So this week we're talking about something very special to me. I was talking to my friend the other day and he made a baby boy reference. He referenced the part when um, when Ving Rhames was like cooking naked in the kitchen. And I was like, huh? And then he's like, you haven't seen Baby Boy. And I was like, look, chill. Like, don't judge me, right? And, <laughs> like, I had, I, like, I remember watching, like, little it's and bits and pieces of the movie. But I never had sat and watched the whole thing. So, like, if you give me, like, a, a Disney reference or, like, a Harry Potter reference. Like, I am right there with you. But this, I didn't have it under control. I know that it came out when I was like eleven years old, and I was I was just eleven at that time. I didn't care about what the movie Baby Boy actually. That long? Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> when I was eleven, I didn't, I mean, I don't think that I cared about what Baby Boy meant or um, the actual like psychology behind it. Well, but well, you
1: know what? A lot of people didn't realize that actual psychology behind it Uh. what it what it was it was just real life
0: this this type this type of stuff goes on every day in the hood that's the interesting part so people looked at it oh it's a movie about the hood but wait there's more it's it's like underlying things and, and and the community that we really need to like talk about so, I also realized that I barely watch black classic movies, which I am ashamed to admit out loud. Well, at least in their entirety. I've seen Coming to America, which is like my favorite. When when we were younger and I lived in um, Long Island with my with my brothers and sisters, and we, we used to go into the purple room, because all the rooms are a different color apparently. We used to go into the purple room and all sleep in there and just, that's when VCRs were like a big thing. <laughs> and we used to just laugh and keep rewinding the whole thing the whole night and like, I, when I tell you I don't even know what was so funny half the time. Like it was funny, but was it that funny to watch it ten times? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh we we had the um we had a big green van. That's coming on today too. What's coming on today? A uh, coming to America or BT B E T. Oh girl you wanna watch it. Yeah they have all the the
1: all the binge they have the binge thing going on the quarantine thing going on today. Oh so all the black movies are coming
0: on. Okay well guys I think that's where I'm gonna end up at um tonight so when we had the big green van we also had a a vcr in the van and like the only movie that always stayed in the vcr was coming to america like i swear to you i cannot remember if we watched any other movie (laughs) one of my favorite movies oh i love all the eddie murphy movies that i've watched like i know one year on netflix he had at least like five movies up i know i watched all of them i just can't remember all the titles um i remember dream girls came out when i was Seventeen when I used to work at Wendy's. (laughs) And I remember this movie because it was a a CD store and I went to the CD store just to get the the soundtrack. And I saw the movie in the theaters like two times. And the way that Jennifer Hudson just gives me life.
1: Like, Mm -hmm. and
0: I am telling you, you ain't going. Like, where you think you going? (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was just, it was touching. And then it's like...
1: Well, back in the day, chicks meant that shit for real. You try to... (laughs) You know how many chicks went to jail by that song? Oh, details, please. These girls was like, you know. Even though, men, even though some of the men were like very abusive and cheating and lying and trying to leave and be with this one, then they want to come back and be with you when they get sick of her and then they have another chick on the side. So it's like, once you get sick of this one, you go over to this one and when that one gets tired of you, you go over to this one and then you come back over here and da 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 da. Girls was pulling out hammers and knocking dudes upside their head with it. They, yeah, it was a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff going on and with I that. And I am telling the you. Chicks was tired. Tired. Females were tired. I don't care what color you was. You just tired. But I know in the hood where I grew up at, them chicks were sick of these boys doing stuff. You're the best man I
0: ever knew. They wasn't
1: singing that. They were saying, "Nigga, I'm gonna kill you." What? (laughs) That's what they were saying. You leave. Uh, Oh, there's a new
0: song. The title of it is "I'll Kill You." Did you? Oh, I I don't think I let you listen to it. It's uh, Janae Iko and Summer Walker.
1: Is that one of them songs you've been
0: playing all week? Nah, guys, I've been playing Jessie Reyes all week. If you guys haven't listened to her, like, please, I feel like I love like her song. She said they better make a coffin made for two because if you go, I'm going too. Like, she
1: <laughs> yeah, straight psycho shit, just like
0: yeah. <laughs> so you think I'm a psycho based off the music no, I listen no, to? No,
1: actually, I like the songs. I've been listening to them. I like them. They're really nice. Okay, she finally likes my music. No, I like the music. But when
0: she goes in, she goes in. That's the problem. I like uh one of my favorite songs that my mom hates is by uh I'm gonna butcher her name, Colby Kayet. And I miss everything. Oh my about god. You. But still oh. you're gone. That's not a good song to listen to at eight o'clock
1: in the morning when you're trying to perk up and rev up and be and productive. And I never told you. I'm sorry. You.
0: I'm sorry. That is not a good song <laughs> to wake up to. Okay. I miss your blue eyes right, 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 how right. you kiss me. Wait for me. All right. Whoa. Well, you maybe. Where was I even at, Ma? Oh, you know another favorite. So I know my brother, um, Robert. He had like. Um, he had, like, a whole year when he was just, like, buying, like, Spike Lee DVDs and he was, like, watching all of them. So, I know I had Jungle Fever in my room, but I never finished it. And I know I definitely saw Do the Right Thing. I, I saw, um, my favorite is Harlem Blues. I like the song by Cinda, oh, God, what's her last name? Is it Cinda Williams? It's basically, she says, you can never tell what's in a man's mind. And if he's from Harlem, ain't no use to even try. <laughs> nah, that that song, that song really hits, though, because it's like she dead in her emotions. And, all right, so her, her character was in love with Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington wasn't giving her the kind of play that she wanted. She was trying to um sing with him, and then towards the end of the movie, she, she ends up singing with, what's that other guy's name? He's mad popular and famous. He played Blade. Oh, oh, um. Oh, his name is not coming to my mind. Oh, God. The Chocolate Dude. What's his yes, name? Yes, what's his name? Wesley Snipes. Yeah, so she so she ends up that's being the, that's, the blue, that's the blues, that's
1: the blues. Mo Better Hit Mo Better Blues. That's what it is. Oh god, what did I call it? I that's called the, it Harlem Blues didn't
0: I? No, that's the, that's a the great yeah. movie, Mo Better yes, Blues. Yes, Mo Better Blues is a great movie. So she ends up being with Wesley Snipes and Wesley Snipes. At least I believe this is what happened. It's been years. He like he he puts her on so that she can get on stage and then at the end she's singing the Harlem Blues song and then Denzel walks in and he's just watching her. Like, yeah, Denzel, you missed your shot. <laughs> but when it comes to baby boy, I had to do more research. So according to the description from Prime Videos on Amazon, uh, th- this is what it says. Ten years after the release of of the seminal Boys in the Hood, acclaimed director John Singleton returns to the same inner city LA neighborhood for the story of a misguided 20-year-old African American man, a baby boy facing the commitments of real life. And just to give you guys some um, background information... Baby Boy was released June 27, 2001 and stars Tyrese Gibson as Jody, Taraji P. Henson as Yvette, Omar Gooding as Sweet Pea, Vin Grames as Melvin, and A.J. Johnson as Juanita. Monique also appears in a short scene. Here are some cool facts for you all. If you knew any of this, just be like, yeah girl, I knew that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Alright, number one. Taraji got her BFA in acting from Howard University and Baby Boy was her breakthrough role. Did you know that? Yeah. That that was the
1: first thing she ever really played it that I saw her in.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, when I was when I was researching it, she has like a few other um she did like two movies before where she had like minor roles, but this is like the first one that's like, Oh yeah, this is Taraji. Like, look at her. So I love that she went to Howard University. My cousin, um, I think Adam and Loma both went to Howard University and I was looking at their masters programs and lord I can't afford it. <laughs> but it would be nice to go to HBCU. Um I think that the I think the experience would just be so much more fulfilling like they have they have homecoming, they have um like fraternities and sororities. They're like mm-hmm. known around the world I feel like every person of color who's like really interested in college like that's somewhere where they want to go but I will say that their tuition is pretty steep so I wish I would have just thought about that like when I was younger like hey I want to go to this great college I don't think I really cared all right uh number two Tupac Shakur is the person who John Singleton had in mind to play the role of Jody. due to his death in 1996 the role was given to Tyrese I didn't know he was going to give it to Tupac first all right so guys when you when you watch the movie you can actually see that um um the character of Jody that's played by Tyrese he is um he's listening to Tupac's music and then he also has like a poster of him in his room which I really that, that was a nice poster. I really appreciate that appreciate that being that like the role was supposed to be for him and because he couldn't be in it Ice Cube is who Singleton had in mind to play Rodney but we can all say that Snoop Dogg did this role justice. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I think Snoop Dogg is amazing. Mm -hmm. I really, I like him as an actor, but I felt like while I was watching it, I got kind of like, I was a little bothered because I feel like, isn't Snoop Dogg always in like negative characters the majority of the time?
1: Well, I mean, he's, he's playing, it's true. He's playing it, uh, uh, playing a negative role. Most of his roles are negative, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, he plays the hell out of them. That's, he does such he, a good you, job he, at it. But, you know, I, I think I think what happens is when you live this shit for real, for uh-huh. real, it's easier for you to get into character. Oh. You get what I'm saying? It's easier for you to get in the character. Because, just because this chick went to, um, to Raji, went to Howard University or wherever she went to study mm-hmm. acting, that didn't mean she didn't live that life for real. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So, it I, get, I guess it all depends on where you come from you know, your
0: upbringing,
1: you know. You know, that's
0: really important. Um, I've had more than one professor say, like, you know, I don't like working with rich white kids and these prestigious schools because, um, especially when it comes to acting, because it's like they don't know how to get into these characters because they don't have the experience of these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Something that Professor Papaji said to me, he, um, he teaches at BMCC, he he basically said that you need to live life in order to portray it on stage. Yeah. So a lot of yeah. these kids who don't come from these backgrounds, they just
1: Yeah, that's 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 like that's like having a damn battle rapper <laughs> and 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 you ain't never crossed that street. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? You ain't never been in no hood. You're you getting shit off YouTube and internet, listening to other people and make, and trying to make it your own. Uh-huh. You know, you ain't never, you, come on. <laughs> you know what you made me think? Um, you... Like Drake little pretty ass. I wish, I want to catch Drake in the hood by herself. <laughs> Drake couldn't walk through here by herself. He wouldn't make it from 149th Street to 161st Street. You know, a lot of people. Be a a, a <laughs> lot of people say that they have
0: that issue with Drake that he he's rapping about communities that he doesn't live in. But from what I've seen about Drake and how he portrays himself in interviews is that he goes there and he he talks with the people so that he learns about the community.
1: That that's all that, fine and good. Did he live in the hood in Toronto? Is Toronto's
0: hoods like
1: our hoods? Does you Toronto get, have a hood? You, you, you. This is my point. I mean, every, I don't care where you go. Everywhere has a hood.
0: Well, everywhere the the only thing a... I know about Canada is that they have, like, a low c- crime rate. Like, I was watching this documentary before because I watch random documentaries. <laughs> and they, they basically, it was, like, the people in Canada, they just leave their doors unlocked. Like, they don't, like, nothing is really, like, bound to happen as it would in, like, mean, the Bronx. Like, like we leave it here. <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, I do think something is bound to happen here. Well, I mean, can we can leave our door open all the time. I mean, but I think we're in a building, though. If it was, like, the house across the street, mm-hmm. would we still leave our door open?
1: Let me tell you something. I would probably leave the door open more across the street as opposed to here. In am rent. this the projects. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, but surprisingly enough, nobody's walked through the door. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, and I'm grateful for that. That's the number God watching over us. We have a tendency to leave our door unlocked.
0: We you know what we just admit to the world that we leave our door unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't know where we live at, so we good.
1: <laughs> you now nah, I might need to lock it now. Somebody going <laughs> right here, turn the door knobs
0: and shit. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> All right, guys. Don't get caught coming in my door. <laughs> All right, and next. So um John Singleton dated supermodel Tyra Banks for a period of time and we see a poster of her on Jody's wall as well. Uh-huh. Which I thought that was interesting like yeah, put your girlfriend on and um Tyra Banks first um movie role she she was in a movie directed by John Singleton. I'm not sure if they were together before she got in the movie after. Not sure. Um, other things that John Singleton directed were, "I uh, Remember the Time by Michael Jackson that starred Iman and Magic Johnson. Oh, that was the video of all videos. All right, Ma. How old were you when it came out and when you watched it, how did you feel? Remember the time. What year did it come oh, out? What year did that come out? What year did it come out? Oh, girl,
1: I didn't even you saw it. it. <laughs> 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 My bad. <laughs> Oh goodness! That and Thriller was like the two most amazing videos I believe ever to come out. Okay. In life, it came out Nin- in ninety one. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that that right there, and then all the people at um at Onipa. Onipa. The church. They got the dance. practice. they did it down pat. They watched it because you know Auntie and all of them was dancers back in the day. Okay, so it wasn't nothing for them to pick up the dance steps and do all of that stuff. It was really
0: really nice. Oh, it was really nice. All right, but when you watched it, oh, it actually says that the uh, the video was released mid January nineteen ninety two. I was two years old when this yeah. came out. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I was like, really, that's that's how
0: far back. Okay, so how did you feel when you watched it? Was it like this is the greatest video in the world or like it? It, it was it was
1: nice to see us portrayed as something other than a bunch of thugs. And okay. hoes. because a lot, because around that time you know, around that time that's when uh uh well, rap had taken off, but you know, everything was guns and you know, that's when like they started coming out with the guns and the hoes and the bitches and the this and the that. Mm-hmm. You know, rap used to be fun. It was like nothing but a poem back mm-hmm. then. Now you know, that's when transition over the Carrying guns. What and is it bitches. called? Gang
0: gang rap. Gang Gangster rap? rap, or gangsta whatever rap. you
1: want to call it. Okay. You know, um, they used to have battle rappers, and we used to go to the jams in the park and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Every the most that would happen was a fight would break out. Mm-hmm. You know, now now it's gun violence and all this other crazy stuff. Everybody talking about how much drugs and weight they carried and how much they did this and how much they did. This. And half the half the people who've done it, I'm not gonna say all of them. But I'm gonna say half of them they ain't they ain't did nothing, you know. They, you know what All, it, it all it the became, stuff that stuff they talk about, they reppin'. They ain't never did nothing. It of that became stuff. cool to say that you did it. So. Yeah, you know, that's, just like that's just like one. it became cool to go to jail. What's so damn cool that was about cool? that? Yeah, yeah. The guys thought it was so cool to go to jail, and the girls thought it was cool to be going on a visit. Boo boo. Listen, I'm not I'm, no.
0: I went wow. to visit.
1: I went to visit somebody three times and that was my ex twice. And then I went with my ex to visit his son. I said, I will never do that again. That it's like you going through the airport. You got to take your shoes off. You got to lift up your bra and shake it out. You got to open your mouth. They got to look up your nose. You get in that machine and you got to spin around. Come on. I'm not doing all of that. Take your belt or take your shoes. I'm not doing it. And these girls, I know these girls were going faithfully, religiously every visit to go see their man. Mm -hmm. You know, sending commissary, sending this and sending that. And guess what? what? They taking out the home. You, you know, sending mm. them packages is taking out the home. They get three hots in the cots. And I'm not telling you don't support <laughs> your people. Three I'm hots not t- and a Yes, that's what it was called. You know, and I'm not t- by no means telling you not to support your man in jail or your woman in jail or, or that family member in jail. Because I know that it's rough. But when you got to choose between putting food on the table and this goes back to baby boy. If somebody throwing a temper tantrum behind bars, mm-hmm. what you going to do?
0: Yeah, because there's that scene where. Um, Come on. There's a scene where Snoop Dogg called Yvette's house uh-huh. and then uh, Tyrese had answered the phone and then they were just going, like. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't believe that was considered cool. All right, guys. Other movies by John Singleton that I also have not seen. I haven't seen Poetic Justice, which I need to because I'm I, a poet. I, I- I haven't seen that in years. I don't remember. do you want to watch it together hold my ears. I watch it with you. I watch Aww. it with you because I haven't seen that in years. Because we're spending so much quality time together. Um, I also have not seen um, Higher Learning. And then I know... um. Yeah, wow, I don't even remember what that was about. Me neither. I was hi-
1: Listen, back then I was high a like- lot. <laughs>
0: Smoked a lot of weed. I drank a lot of alcohol, y'all. Forgive me. <laughs> All right. So um, he also directed Two Fast, Two Furious, Four Brothers, and Rosewood. Guys, Rosewood was like a whole experience yeah. for me, but we'll come and we'll talk about that later. Rosewood
1: was like, oh, that was a good, very good movie. And then um, Four Brothers was very good, too.
0: I have to watch. You never uh, seen that? No, I just be Girl. out. I'm a, I would be in the actual theater trying to perform and doing costumes. I just be locked in your eyes. Tyrese don't... played in that one too, Four Brothers. Ma, I know. That's why I got it on my Tyrese, list. Tyrese Andre 3000.
1: What's the big, what's the big, uh, oh, the muscle gown bound guy? His sexy ass. Uh, who? White boy. I can't think of his name. I know I'm not supposed to be saying that. I'm sorry. I know I lose used some words that
0: weren't politically correct. She just be losing track because I got a whole list and she's just. <laughs> anyway he he, the white guy was sexy okay fine that's 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 cool some white guys be sexy all right guys so on april 17 2019 uh, singleton suffered from a stroke that led to a coma and passed on april 25th when he was taken off of life support so that's the ending of my interesting crazy facts um, for me personally, when I was watching, I was thinking, like, yo, Snoop Dogg always has his hair done. And it made me think, like, Kwamisha, do you always have your hair done? But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Y'all should see what we look like right now!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess this would be our gel braids. <laughs> I don't know. Our quarantine braids. Guys, something that's really important. Like, if you have never seen Taraji P. Henson go the fuck off in, uh... And a performance, like, you guys need to see her casting for Yvette. So go on, like, search it online and see when she did this casting. And I swear to you that she was Yvette from day one. Like, I was watching and I'm like, yo, she's about to kill Tyrese. And I think Tyrese was almost running out the door. Like, she's a fucking nut. And I love her. All right, guys, so we're going to get into, like, the main bits of it. So, the following is from um, com, and the movie starts by Jodie's uh, voiceover saying the following. What's up, Hold on. <laughs> There's a psychiatrist, a lady named Frances Chris Walson. She has a theory about the black man in America. She says, because of the system of racism in this country, the black man is meant to think of himself as a baby, a not yet fully formed being who has not yet realized his full potential. To support her claim she offers the following first off what does the black man call his woman mama secondly what does a black man call his closest acquaintances his boys and finally what does a black man call his place of residence the crib i feel like this is the best opening that i've ever seen it starts with grown tyrese and like a womb with the uh, umbilical cord still attached and you see, right before he's going to come out, like the imagery was very enticing, and I really um appreciated the the sound design. So, Ma, what do you what do you think about grown men acting like boys? Well, well, there's a lot of
1: that, you know, because back to what I was saying about. The guys thinking it was cool to go to jail and representing all this gang violence and all this stuff like that. Mm. There were no men out here. And what we did was we protected our babies. They were our babies. So we did whatever we needed to do to protect our babies. And, and you know, that's where they got it all twisted at. That's where we all got it twisted. You know, because we gave off. We gave off. Um, we were misinformed by the misinformed. We gave out the wrong image about what a man was because a lot of us never learned because they were all in jail because they were either dead they were in jail they were strung out on drugs in one form or another you know or 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 they, they were gay and they were in the closet and, or, and they were being shunned you know because the gay people back then didn't have the rights that they had now mm-hmm. there, there there was a lot of fighting still going on Mm. About what rights should gay people have and stuff like that. So, you know, just because you're gay, you love another man. That does not make you less than a man. Mm -hmm. You know, so you had to take a look at all of those images and, and think back like, wow, you know, a lot of women don't know what it's like to be with a real man. Just because you have a penis in a sack, that doesn't make you no real man. You know, I grew up, I grew up with my father in the house and he was on drugs. Mm-hmm. I grew up with my grandfather, mm-hmm. present and accounted for all my life. They were both there. They mm-hmm. wasn't the best examples of what men should be. But guess what? They were there. Mm-hmm. You understand? So I know that uh, my grandmother, she didn't want a need for anything. Mm-hmm. You understand? She, except for my grandfather. He, he gave her money. He took care bills. He did a lot of stuff for her. But, you know, it was like he was still off doing him. You know, because a lot of men have this entitlement issue that they, they could be with as many women as they want to. You know, these women are going to take care of them. Why? Because their mama took care of them, made sure they didn't want for need for nothing. So the women are supposed to pick up the slack that the mama don't do no more or ain't trying to do no more. You understand what I'm saying? They don't want to be responsible. So, they, you know. They'll come. They'll come and live with the girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't have all of their clothes here. Why? Because all their shit is still at their mama house. They still getting their mail at their mama house. Like my ex that lives around the corner. You know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. His mail and all his information still goes over. Here. He been with this girl almost ten years. Oh, when man. he left here, mm-hmm. he went straight over there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and his all his all his important papers and his mail and everything still goes to his mother house. And I know this because he tells me. I got to go to my mom's
0: house and pick up the mail. You still got all your mail going in? You know, like, why? So, does you feel like it's a sense of, like, they don't want to take the responsibility? Or or because they know that someone else can do it, so it's like, why should I do it? A, a, a little bit of both. A
1: little bit of both. Because the first thing the black woman told I don't need you. I'll go get somebody else. There's always going to be somebody. No. Mm-hmm. And it's not just black women, it's Spanish women and it's even white women. Mm-hmm. You understand? We, You know, the bottom line is we, we, if we busting our asses taking care of everything and you too, like, mm-hmm. and you're not bringing nothing to the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's love. Don't get me wrong. If you love somebody, you do what you do. But don't, don't, like the sister said, don't allow somebody to make you feel so used that you don't have nothing to give to you or yourself
0: or your baby. So that's the next part that I was actually that going was my, to that was get my, into. one of my favorite parts of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I got it. I know. Guys, so I try to do pre-interviews with my mom, and then we forget everything that we talk about because I forget to take <laughs> notes because it just turns into like a regular conversation. All right. So Juanita says this, you ain't stupid, Yvette. You're just in love with the man. When you in love with the man, he can make you feel high. So high, you just being out of space. But a man can also make you feel low, real low. And he can keep you there, keep you down, if you let him. Don't even worry about feeling used, it's just temporary. Everyone gets used. Men use woman, women, women mm-hmm. use men. Just, fake the, just face the fact that you're going to be used. Uh-huh. But if you feel so used, you ain't got nothing left. If the man ain't giving you the energy you need to love his ass, even when he's acting like a bastard, you need to let it go. If you ain't got nothing to give yourself or the baby, mm-hmm. you won't have it to give him. And that's like...
1: That is something so powerful that a lot of these young girls need to understand. Even some grown women, we get pushed into this ride-or-die syndrome shit.
0: You what know? you want? I want a ride-or-die
1: chick. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, what you want a ride-or-die chick, but she get in trouble and go to jail, you ain't even sending her a dollar so she can eat and so she can live up in there.
0: Yo, it's it's crazy how many... um. Like, women are more likely to hold a man down when he goes and jail, But then when it's the other way around... And a woman goes to jail. Yeah, he's it's, not it's, it's, nothing. it's like where are the men that's why I feel like people look at um papoose and Remy Mane look at like yo, this this couple is amazing. Like he actually yeah. stayed with her like this yeah. whole time. Yeah, and
1: it's not to say that he wasn't getting it in while she was gone. Uh-huh. You understand what I'm saying? He that was his ride or die He was riding for her. That's his that that's his that's his that's his, that's his woman. Mm-hmm. You understand? So anybody else who was doing whatever with Papoose, if the if he was in fact out there like that, mm-hmm. guess what? They knew they had to take a side seat they knew how to they had, right. they had to back off i went to you know? um
0: an event with um him and his dj in brooklyn like a couple years ago probably like nine years ago and well like when i tell you like this man he just he he comes in he does his performance and he doesn't really like stay around to mingle he just leaves and goes off to like wherever he's going mm-hmm. like i felt like i feel like just the energy that he was giving is like just didn't give him the opportunity to like be in a situation so yeah. I, like i really um yeah, appreciated that cause about of, him uh,
1: you know you know a lot of guys a lot of guys you know they want that ride or die chick and then you know they get mad because like a lot of these girls they learn how to shoot first and ask questions later even if it means they gotta shoot them in the ass mm-hmm. you feel me and they don't and they don't like that they don't understand that you know i had i remember being in a relationship and i had to make a choice mm. you know i had just gotten recovery and um Dude went back out there and he used. Mm-hmm. And I had to make a choice. Choose him because he came over and he was he was going through what he was going through. And I had to tell him, like, listen, you need to go see so-and-so and such-and-such. Because he was, you know, I had to choose between him and the drugs. Mm-hmm. So I had to choose between him and my recovery. Let me restate that. Okay. Okay? And I chose my recovery and I said, listen, you go over here because I feel like they can help you better. Mm-hmm. Right? He never, he never let me live that down. Because why I didn't ride out with him, I didn't hold his hand, I didn't drag him to the meeting, I didn't do, I did everything I could for you to help you. Sorry.
0: I think that when people don't look at it. It's, it's like, well, I, I feel like something that I'm experiencing now, like, I feel like I'm a sweet, loving person. Like, if you're going through something, I'll reach out to you. Like, if you wanna talk about it, let's talk. Yeah. If you wanna sit, just a phone call, whatever it is, like, I'll do that for you. But then I feel like when it comes to what I need emotionally and what I need support exactly. with, it's like, where is that ever at? The other way around. It's, yeah, I don't, I think it's non-existent. Actually, I have two male friends. Who shout out to Gabe and um, shout out to Michael. I don't. I might butcher your last name. De De Jesus. It's like no, last. Right. I don't know, last month or, like, the month before, I, I posted a picture from when I was in the hospital when I got surgery last year. And they called me. They was like, are you in the hospital? What's wrong? What's wrong? And then when I told them, guys, my brother got the corona. <laughs> he, no, he he's recovered now, but it's, like, we, my that group of friends, like, we have a, a group chat where we text every day, and I wrote it in a group chat. And then they, they reached out to me, like, Q, if, like, if you want to talk about this, if you need anything, just, like, let me know. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that, that felt so great because males don't do that yeah 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 it's like why can't why can't i give you emotional support and then why can't Uh you also give me emotional support like why can't we have that kind of friendship and Mm -hmm. i I feel like it comes like far and in between and i feel like when you do find people like that like you just really like you you
1: try to you try to hold on to them not you know you know they genuinely coming from a, a a place of loving and caring. You know, yeah. Because a lot of guys they try to roll up on you to get on that side of you just to to see it. it can they get in your drawers?
0: That's another thing. They don't really yeah. be they don't really be caring. Like oh, if I um, you know, if I if I act like I like her right <laughs> now, <laughs> then Baby, you all right If I act like I, I like you right now, then later, you know, I could get that good good. All right, so um, um, I'm going to talk about the scene that I particularly like. So after Melvin and Jody get into their uh, fight, then Juanita, she she gets in a bed with Melvin, and they are both naked. She climbs on top of him, and she says, hold me, and he does it, and then she says, hold me tighter, and he does that as well. So I like the scene because I feel like it has so much um, representation of exactly what I just said. I feel like them both being naked is saying, like, all right, you saw who I really am and how I really feel. Like, we saw Vin Reigns, he's like, he said from the beginning, like, yeah, I was in jail for, like, 10 years. Like, you know what kind of person, like, you about to fuck with, right? <laughs> and, then, and then Juanita's always saying, like, yo, this is my house, Jody, This is not your house. So, you saw, at first you heard them saying it, but then you saw them actually living their words. So, I feel like that part was extremely emotional and and even though I don't agree with everything that happened in the scene, it felt good watching that she she that just needed love. she just needed <laughs> yeah, like she just needed a hug and mm-hmm. and he gave her the hug and it just shows so much. For me, I just feel like it don't happen.
1: No, it it happens. It's it's just depending on who you dealing with. Not everybody not everybody's mentally, emotionally capable of doing that. You know, Ving, what happened with Ving Rhames, and that and that and that uh it, what happened to Melvin? Mhm. Melvin was tired of going back and forth to jail. He came home and he changed his life around. Do he still got his gangster mentality? Yeah.
0: First of all, guys, shout out to Melvin for making his own company. (laughs) Working for (laughs)
1: himself. (laughs) Yeah, but he... uh, um, Yeah, right? You know, a lot of brothers can't come out of jail and do that. They don't know Uh what to do with themselves. And Mm -hmm. that's probably a skill he picked up in jail.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, um, back in the days when they had all of those programs like that. Mm -hmm. Right? So, you know... Melvin came home on some other shit trying to do the right thing. Mm. Right? Jody being the spoiled brat that he was, was jealous. Just
0: you know, Jody boy. felt like
1: if, he, you heard what he said, he said if I ain't leading, if you ain't lead, never leading the nest, why should I? Mm-hmm. You know, this is mama, this is big mama house. Mm-hmm. I felt like that when my mother died. Like, this is my mother's house, bitch. I ain't going nowhere. And that's what I told my sister. But the mm-hmm. truth is, the apartment was left to my sister because she lived there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And I had to respect that at some point in time, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you know, a lot of these kids, a lot of these kids have um what is that what is that word i use entitlement issues mm-hmm. you know they feel like you know uh and which and which and, and which the parents are a lot to blame for this because you know we try to give them everything they never had so they don't have to work as hard as we did to mm-hmm. get where we are right now and um make your, cal- your child take their ass to of youth and get a job Make him work for they. Make him work for that little ten dollars instead of just giving it to him. You know, and, you know, and, and that's, that's what that's what one of the problems was with Jody. He mm-hmm. never had to work for anything because his mama always provided everything for. Him.
0: I, I think just using your example, like I remember when I got my first job at Jones Beach and Lee, my my uncle Lee had like took us to do the application. I think I was like 14, 15. And I was, like, happy to to have a job. But then it came to, like, oh, it's my day off. Oh, you better go to work. And I'm, like, why are you making me go to work on my day off? Like, it's the summer. I want to have fun. And if you guys know me when I was younger, like, when I was 17, I had three jobs. I was working at Wendy's. I was working at a daycare center. And I was working at Jones Beach all at the same time. So it's, like, days off came, like, far, wide, and in between. And for someone to yell at you because of that, it just, like, it used to irritate me. But I find that an issue is, is, like... I don't think that parents or humans also always take the time to say, all right, my child is, like, this type of person, and this is how they learn. So let me approach them from, like, this standpoint. So what I learned about myself is, like, I'm a logical person. If you tell me to do something and it makes absolutely no sense, then I'm really going to question it. But if you say, hey, this needs to be done because of X, Y, and Z, and I can see, like, the line where the, the starting point to the end point, then that makes sense to me. If you just tell me to do it, it's just, like, I don't get it. Okay. It now, makes no sense.
1: Now, I could clear that one up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, your godmother, Uncle Lee, and all of them, you know, they grew up on a farm, a plantation down south, and all that, their stuff like that. And like you said, they, they, they told you they was picking cotton. Mm-hmm. They was doing all that stuff for a living. That's hard back-breaking work to walk around messing up your fingers, p- trying to pick that cotton without getting cut, and, and trying to carry that basket on your back or however they're doing it today that's a lot of hard work Mm -hmm. you understand you know back in the day black folks would like they worked really hard for everything from slavery to now they worked very hard no i i I understand all that now what i'm saying no one ever said that no no one ever said that because we you know we wasn't taught To explain nothing, you do it and shut the fuck up. (laughs)
0: That's what we was taught. I I think that's also a reason why people have so much uh, trauma right now or people just, like, even when we were talking about, like, washing hands before, like, I know, I see people washing hands. I understand what you're doing from me watching you, but if I don't understand the science behind it, then I'm just going to do it how I think it's supposed to be done is what I'm saying. Like, no one ever gets more, like, into that part of it. Uh, so the next, so the other day I was asked, <laughs> don't look at me like that, the other day I was asked if I have ever cuddled with a man before, and it was hard for me to answer because I think most men equate, hey, a woman says she wants a hug, that means that she just wants dick, and I feel I feel like, so most of, you know, my, most of the listeners are actually male, I don't know if you guys have ever did this to anyone, I hope not, but like, you can tell a guy like, hey, like, I wanna, I wanna cuddle, and they'll just pull their dick out. Oh my god. And so so for so for me it's just like, um, even like at my age and trying to date now, it's it's kinda like, Oh, you're you're cute, you're nice and all, but I'd rather just stay at home with my cat because I just don't wanna I don't wanna go through a guy thinking that I want to have sex with him when I just want to, to hug.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. What well, now that reminds me of the thing I saw on Facebook. What you saw on Facebook? The guy the guy he was he was talking about how you know, it was his birthday and nobody seemed to notice. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then, you know, he went to work and his supervisor was like, yeah, happy birthday. Come on, I'm going to take you to lunch. Happy birthday. And then after they went to lunch and the work was over, she said, oh, you want to hang out with me? Come back with me to my crib. And when... He went when she went in the room. She said she was going to change her clothes into something more comfortable. When he came, when she came back out, she came back out with his wife, his children, his family members, people from the job, and he was standing there butt naked. <laughs> and that's, that's and that's why he got divorced. <laughs>
0: that's such a dumb story, but no, but less, but less, stuff like that happens. And though. No, I think it happens all the time. I remember I was um. I was in high school. I was at my friend's house, and we were like in the like we were just sitting talking. We were on the computer. He just pulled his dick out. What what in that situation made you feel like you could pull your dick out? And I feel like as a fema, I know people always be like, oh well, be careful what situations and what environment you're in. We're literally just sitting here having a conversation.
1: It's not a conversation because, about because, sex. Because, it's, it's nothing because. Somebody don't gas his head up and think and he the shit and he and he feel like once again self-entitlement issues. He's up in here, she got me up in here so this is what she got me up in here for. Who told you that? Yo, the the way you the mind works Who told is uh you, um... you know a lot of I I've I've had some experiences with guys that were unbelievable. I went. I was this guy. He liked it me. He'd been liking me for years. Mm-hmm. So when he found out I broke up, oh my god, he was like, <laughs> he was like on it. He was on it, and 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 um. So he kept inviting me to his job, and I'm like, don't you ever go home. Mm -hmm. Like, this is where I see you at all the time. When you going to take me out? Mm -hmm. When you going to do this? When you going to do that? So he said, oh, I'm going to treat you to lunch. He said, but I'm at work now. He said, come to my job and then we're going to leave from here. So I said, all right. So we get to his job and we're the only ones in the building and we in his office and he started hugging and kissing on me and it felt nice. It felt good and everything. But I was like, listen, I'm not doing nothing up in here. Let's go. Mm -hmm. He, I turned around and look, he got his dick out. And I was like, are you fucking serious? I said, either get that shit out of my face or you're going to fucking lose it. And I meant every word oh. I said. I've knocked the shit out of him. And I said, come open this goddamn door. He was like, you really going to leave? You really going to? Yeah, I'm leaving. Kind of find out right now. He kept saying that he was in the process of getting divorced and he was separated from his wife. Oh, t- a- so
0: ain't all men saying that me, one.
1: So he kept telling me that he's staying over at his mom's house. So one day we was at a meeting. And we sitting there and I'm talking with a couple of my friends and, and we we talking and everything. He said, Yeah, you know, um I, I I can't stay. I don't I just wanted to see you before I left, you know, but I gotta run and go take care of my in-laws. So I said, Your in laws? I said, Why? He said, Yeah, they came up from so and so and such and such. And I said, Oh, okay. So I said, Well you have a good day, right? So he said, Yeah, me and my wife gotta do this and me and my wife gotta do that. So I said, "Wait a Ooh, What, what? <laughs> language?" I said, "Didn't you just say? And kind of, long story short, he was going back to take care of his in-laws at his house, who came up here to live with him and his wife at the mother's house. <laughs> like, Ooh. what kind of crazy bat dude are you serious? Uh-huh. And from that point on, we—I was, I was like, you just heard what you said, right? And he looked—he gave me that look like, damn, I fucked up." Like, yeah, you, your lies don't caught up What you go somewhere, son. You got the wrong chick. Wow. Now you, you can't take me out on a date. You got a, a whole wife with whole mother and father-in-law and <laughs> your mama. Come on. Where you got time for me at?
0: Your so You, you ain't got nothing thing? in your
1: pocket for me. Not even your dick. I'm sorry. And then did you ever get the food that day? Hell no. I left. Yo. I left. I got up out of there. I said why? And then check this out. I found out later the
0: whole fucking time he was working part time down the block at McDonald's. <laughs> okay, when we done recording, you're going to tell me who, because I never heard this story before. All right, guys. Oh my God. All right, so when we were doing our pre interview the other day at like three o'clock in the morning, right? We were talking, woo woo, ah ah, and then my mom was like, you know what? I don't want to have to train a man. And that conversation started by like, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to be single forever. My last real relationship, I let me see. I broke up with him, and what year I broke up with Sean? Twenty twelve,
1: because I left
0: in twenty thirteen. I I think I broke up with him in twenty thirteen. It's it's uh twenty twenty right now, so um so I was saying, you know what, I I'm probably gonna be single, and then what you said, say what you said, girl. What you don't know what you said. I'll say what she said, said. and then basically she was like. Yeah, you know, I don't feel like I don't want to have to train a man. So so oh, sometimes man. it's like, dang, I'd rather just be by myself than, than to go through that. Yeah. What's your favorite color again? Yeah, it,
1: it's hard. It's you annoying. Know, it's
0: hard, you know. And that's
1: little conversation. I, Do I really
0: care what your favorite color is? I'm okay. right?
1: yeah, You know, exactly. You know, <laughs> everybody just want instant gratification. Mm-hmm. They want pussy up front. Mm-hmm. Again, once again, entitlement issues. you just they the take baby you, They boy. take you to... There is not, it's not even lobster no more. You what know, I buy you lobster, we fucking. That, that used to be the joke back in the day. But now it's not even net. You think you get the 99 cent menu, they want their dicks up. Like come on. And they don't
0: even give you money for extra cheese. Come on. You
1: ain't trying to buy me no iced tea to wash that shit down with. You ain't trying to do nothing. Like come on. And and and, and a lot of brothers are getting mad because sisters is waking up to this shit. Mm. They tired of it. And they getting their own. You know. And the first thing is, oh, you you probably you probably getting a girl. No, no nobody. I don't want no girl. I don't want you either. You know, I just want to do what I need to do for me. Mm-hmm. You know, when you learn how to love yourself, in a sense, when you learn how to love yourself, you, you stop accepting a whole bunch of bullshit. You know, people people put expectations on you to put up with stuff from you that they
0: wouldn't tolerate from you. So is, do you, Did do you, I say that right? You said it right. You said oh. people put up with stuff from you that they wouldn't tolerate with you. Something, something. I, you, y'all know what the hell I'm talking about, <laughs> you know. So it, so it's like I'm tired. It's, it's, it's I'm like it's, it's like when people say like um a woman can take more um pain than a man can because it's like if a, a man cheats on a woman, honestly, I think she's more likely to stay. But if if a woman cheats on a man, I feel like it's the end of the world. Yo, guys, yo, I've had guys cry. I've had guys be like, yo, I never thought you'd leave me. It's crazy. Like, you're not going to call me back. You're not going to interview me. But it's like, how many chances did I give you before we got to this point? Let like, me tell you why something. Why did you have to wait for me to want to leave you for, for you to act let, right? Let me tell you
1: something. Mm-hmm. So, I had I had this dude I was talking to. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first met him, I thought he was single. He gave me. That, he gave, that's what we all think. He gave me, he gave <laughs> me, he gave me single vibes. You know, okay. and, you know, so we talking on the phone every day. We laughing and stuff like that. So check this out. One day I, I called him. I said, hey, come pick me up from work. So he said, okay. So he came. He picked me up from work. And what happened was he thought we was fucking. Just because you asked him to pick you up? Yeah. You know, this is my friend. We getting to know each other. They come pick me up from work. He was like, oh, I you doing nothing. I'm chilling. I said, okay. I said, swing by and pick me up from work. He said, I was just running errands. So he came. He picked me up. We wound up going to eat right here. Mm-hmm. At um,
0: at jimbos. Yeah, we want we want. We he want. was not trying to fuck you after giving you jimbos. Listen, you know, so <laughs> we want
1: up jimbos we, ain't even that good, girl. We, I know. We just sat there eating and talking and laughing and joking and stuff. So he said he had to use the bathroom. So I said, "Alright, just come upstairs." So he came upstairs. He used the bathroom. He looked around the house, and like. You could tell that something was off, mm-hmm. right? So, I was like, what the house, Dasty, what's the problem? Why are you looking around, looking like that? So, we sat down, we talked for a few minutes, and I was like, okay, I'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that face, like, mm-hmm. really? Like, after that, he stopped answering my phone calls. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, okay. So, you know, after like the third time of me calling him and him not responding, I said, listen, I don't know what the issue is, but boo, you know, it was nice talking to you. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself, right? A couple of weeks later, I see a picture of him and a female hugged up. And Mm -hmm. she was like, my man, this and my man, this. So when I saw him finally, a couple of months later, I said, yo. Because he tried to hit me, oh, it's me, not you. No, why didn't you tell me you had a girlfriend? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been calling you like that. or You know, we could have just been friends. You didn't have to be the way that you, you know what I'm saying? Everything didn't have to be the way that it was, Mm -hmm. right? So about a year later... A year later, he caught her in the meeting cheating. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh! He cussed oh. her out so bad in front of everybody, that's right? Mm. So then he now he's calling me again. Ah, what you calling me for? So you know, I you know I didn't get mad at him. I told him don't be no bitter bitch. <laughs> you know, that's what they
0: told me when my man cheated on me. Don't be no bitter bitch, Tawana. Guys, I got the name of the fight. So so before I was like. Oh sorry. Why, you hit the mic I'm again? I'm sorry. Guys, be comfortable. so um, I've been naming the episode while we're recording the episode. The name of this episode is officially Bitter Bitch Baby Boy. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. So um, there's a song called Candy Liquor. It was released by Marvin Cease in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, hey, ladies i want to talk to you about most males when most males come you know what do you think they give a damn whether you come girl huh no nope. oh <laughs> huh oh yeah well baby i got news for you girl they don't give a damn whether you come all they want to do is go to sleep or smoke a cigarette but baby i'm jody i will lick you up i will lick you down turn baby i will lick you all around Oh, I will lick you, good girl. He said. he's Jody will lick you up and lick, lick you down. down. <laughs> Turn around, baby. I'll lick you all the <laughs> rest. <laughs> all right, Ma. So, um, so guys, as of lately, I've been getting really uh interested into uh language and how people use certain words. So, um, the name Jody as baby boy, it wasn't a mistake. It was actually very intentional. My, can you speak to what Jody meant during the the eighties?
1: Joe oh Lord, you we yeah. talked about this. <laughs> yo, your memory Sometimes that's odd. all that reefer's I used to smoke. That Re- was a, reefer's. That's yeah. That's yeah. I I did a lot of reefer, y'all. That's bad.
0: Okay. Anyway, so Jody meant. Joe, what did Jody mean? Jody was talking about him. No, but what did the name Jody mean in the eighties? Like when people would say, Oh, like you're you're acting like you're like a, a Jody or something like that.
1: Oh, oh, oh. Well, they were they were saying that, um That you a hoe that just wants to fuck. Yeah, that you a hoe, you just wanna fuck. You know, you're lazy, you ain't trying to work, you're a gigolo. You want somebody to take care of you. hmm You know, and in reference and reference the baby boy. That's what he was doing, laying up fucking bitches, making babies, living at home with his mama. Mm-hmm. You know, not doing nothing. He comes over, make you feel good, and then you going in your pocket, giving him a couple of dollars because, in all essence, Yvette was taking care of Jody. Right. Okay. The other baby mama, whatever, Peanut. Peanut was taking care <laughs> of Jody. Uh huh. You understand? And then when Jody got that little side hustle, you know, you know. He was taking care of himself. He wasn't necessarily taking care of her, Yvette or Peanut. He came mm-hmm. by with a few little outfits, because, and that's because he got them on consignment. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And he or, or his, but he was still living with his mama, still taking care. Yeah, of himself. and then
0: and then he got the rims on the car. That's because he would always take her car.
1: Yeah, he would take a car and leave her in the house. I've been there, done that too, girl. You know, so it, so it, so it's, it's. You know, it's it's a lot of things. So Jody that, is Jody, Jody is Jody. Yeah, Jody, Jody is is Jody is a motherfucker. Mm. You know, and and then once again, don't let it not be right or, or to Jody's preference. Now he throwing temper tantrums about what he want, or he's storming out going to the next chick house, and then when that one don't want him again, he going... Come on, it, it's like a revolving <laughs> okay, well, vicious cycle. Hold, hold on, hold on.
0: You know the scene when um. Jody and vet are having sex and he was like, you know, you know they're having sex and he's like, "Yeah, girl, you're going to get up and clean the house and you're going to make some tacos." Uh-huh. Have you ever been with somebody and they're just trying to tell you what they want while they're having sex and anything that their penis is like the magic key? Oh my god. Your father used to think that food, <laughs>
1: food was the weapon right there. He would come, we we do what we do and he would take me out to eat or bring me some food and we was good. No, dude, we not good. <laughs> So there's always some kind of
0: food involved.
1: It's always some kind of food involved. With your father, was always some type of food involved. Uh, uh, uh. Lab, big, big Larry knew just come with cash. I don't even want to hear it. Just come with cash. You know, we we good. No, but
0: my my question is, has a guy ever been like, in in the action of having sex, and then while you guys are having sex, he Excuse said you? he he said to you, oh, I want you to buy me this, or I want you to go and do that. Because he thinks that in that moment he can get you to agree to anything. Yes.
1: Yes, men are like that. But, what it's m- like, but why, why, but why but, are you, but you thinking that while we're but, having but sex? You know, That's weird. But you know what? Because they, they, they're catching you at your most vulnerable state. You're open for anything.
0: Oh, such a mind fuck.
1: Yeah, they're catching you at your mouth But the same holds true for men. This dude told me, he said, you know, while we having sex, just tell me what you want. I'll make sure you get it. I said, no, my brother. I said, because after you nut, all bets is off. You forget all about that. Everything come right out. Everything you thought, everything you felt come right out in that nut. And I'm laying there with a wet ass. So you going to pay me now? (laughs) And he looked at me like what no you're gonna give me what i want now so that way won't be no mistakes about it later on
0: Ooh, girl you know
1: and 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 i don't mean to sound like a hoe or anything like that no but girl you know, talk that shit what it, women
0: women can have sex just as much as men can, yeah you and women can gain from it just as much as men gain. yeah
1: you know but you know but see it's a difference there's always a cash 22 with that right so a woman is a hoe if she giving it up for cash you understand? A man is a gigolo. Men are admired for doing stuff like that. Which is stupid.
0: Guess who, who, I don't standard. know who made it's a, it's that a, cool, but, but let I me mean, go back in it's, the day it's and always the shit a, It's
1: always a double standard when it comes to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, men oh, oh, yeah, I made that bitch do this and that. That's my bottom bitch.
0: You know oh, what? I guys... <laughs> Guys say stuff like that, right? And then it's it's like, oh, wait, what about the other part of the story? What about when you were eating my ass? What about this? What about that? Like, oh, you don't want to get into that whole conversation. No, like, because like a, th- lot of
1: men, a lot of men still, you know, even though it's fashionable to eat pussy today, mm-hmm. a
0: lot of men still don't want to admit that they like stuff like that. You know what? For me, don't even talk to me. You don't do what? No. Over. All right, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> ma, ma. I ain't bad at you though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, my my brother Robert. So one part of um, one part of Baby Boy that he talks about all the time, like I think it's his favorite part, is guns and butter. So for me, watching the movie, I think Vin Reigns, I think you know he's just talking at that, that jail shit, and then most niggas, honestly, I look at them like, do you even know what you're talking about? But I did some research. There's actually a guns versus butter model mm-hmm. in economics. And that's where he got it from. I didn't know that. So I, I feel like he's he's somebody. What I love about his character is that you can tell, like, yeah, I, I went to jail. I did time. I was involved in all these different things. But I'm, I'm also not dumb just because I didn't, like, go to college, just because oh. I was in jail. But people look at them like that. So for oh. me, it's like, dang, I, I judge the them.
1: Case. That's the case. That's the case with... Most of the guys who went to jail, they mm-hmm. become lawyers, and and yeah, they become in-house lawyers. Mm-hmm. They start looking up their own documents and going through all kinds of stuff. You know, most guys. Let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. Your father, mm-hmm. he can't read to save his soul. You know, mm-hmm. he can read, but how much he comprehends is something totally different. You get what I'm saying? Right. Now, if you put him to the test, just give him a verbal test, mm-hmm. he'll blow you out the water. Hmm. he'll blow you out of the, he'll blow you out of the water because your father is i think he's a very smart math especially when it comes to math and numbers he's very oh into- i didn't
0: pick up the, the math part yeah
1: but yeah okay guys i got I'm, that from me
0: i'm a good reader and i'm a good talker hence why we have this podcast so- <laughs> but but
1: but for example you know he he never really went to jail back and forth you know he was never he went to jail a couple of times but he wasn't in the system like that long enough where he could have got a college education or anything like that but he's very smart he can hold a conversation and he can hold his own he just acts stupid you know, a lot of these brothers out here, especially once they've gone to jail and they actually had some time mm-hmm. and, they, and they actually took that time to dig into themselves and mm-hmm. work on them while they're in there, like as far as reading books and educating themselves and stuff like that. Guess what? They come out here, some of them come out here and they do very well. Like dude around the corner. Mm-hmm. He was, he was a career criminal. He came out of jail. They gave him a job and he been on that job for like the last 12, 15
0: years. Okay, that good. good job. So when Melvin says uh, specifically, yo, I thought I was like, yo, whoever wrote this is fucking amazing, but mm-hmm. little did I know is actual economics. So um, Melvin says this, guns are real estate, the stock, artwork, stuff that appreciates with value. Mm-hmm. What's the butter? Cars, clothes, jewelry, all that other bullshit that don't mean shit after you buy it. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Guns and butter, baby. You little dumb motherfuckers. I like how he curses too. Yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and and you know the the they teach teaching you a lesson right there. Mm-hmm. Now, now the older drug dealer, mm-hmm. you know, who been through some stuff like him, mm-hmm. they picked up on it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these little knuckleheads out here, they don't know their asshole from their elbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> their asshole from the elbow. Yeah, that's an old expression. <laughs> you know, and 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 um, they don't know that they're not making no real money out here on the corner. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I'm going to get the latest Jordans after you don't work two days to sell sell two packs. You still can't afford a pair of Jordans. So you know, you I mean, while
0: while we're on a conversation real quick, I know people are crazy about Jordans because of Michael Jordan, but. Every sneaker, pretty much every sneaker that comes out has already been out. Like, you can look at old videos of Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, and you can see they had these things in, like, the 80s and the 90s. So, I don't understand why people get so excited about them coming out. Even, like, things have came back out since I was in high school. And then what's even more important, Jordans are not even comfortable. The last time I bought a pair of Jordans, I got, um these these purple 12s, I think they came out like three years ago. I paid $227 for now. They're still fresh. I've worn them probably 12 times. They're sitting in my closet. I don't want to wear them. I have no well, interest in them. Well, guess what? Uh-huh.
1: That's, that's because they depend on you and you and you and you. I'm talking about y'all out there who listening, <laughs> right?
0: So go out there. Guys, and, my mom is talking to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, So go out there and spend that kind of money on a pair of sneakers.
0: And stand in line for hours.
1: Stand in line for hours. Fucking idiots! Every and and and, and why are you and, talking
0: to us like that?
1: No, because I don't understand why you would spend two hundred to three hundred dollars on a pair of sneakers. Now I'll give some advances for Larry. Larry is Larry is six six and he wears a size fifteen shoe. It's hard to find a regular size sneaker for him. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I mean? At a, at a reasonable price for him, I'll give it to him. You understand what I'm saying? I wear a size 11 shoe. It's hard for me to find cute sneakers and shoes at a re- at a reasonable price for me. Mm-hmm. But anybody size 10 and under or average size for a man, please, there's no reason why. You should have 100 pair of sneakers to that one pair. You can buy at least three or four pairs of sneakers to that one pair. If you look hard enough, because they, they still got some real cute stuff and old school stuff that they they ain't putting to the front yet. I, I think, That's a waste. I think of money. what it is for people is
0: that they just they. Society looks at you differently when you have uh, when you dress a certain way. But we we'll get into wardrobe later because I have so many opinions opinions about wardrobe. I've spent. I started costume design. Uh in 2014 and the last time my costume a show i think was like last year but you guys see the um the cover for the museum of my mind it's is actually like I, I dressed myself i did my own hair i did my own l's and it's, it's just so many different elements that go into that picture so i i appreciate costume uh costume history wardrobe and why people wear um Certain things. I got something, one more thing to say because I know we get getting right cut off, right? I'm sorry.
1: So, what I will. Are like, you really sorry? Not really, but I, <laughs> I feel I need to say this. And I don't want anybody to get offended by no, what get, I just said. No, get offended.
0: That's what we're here for. Speak you that know, shit, mom.
1: Um, <laughs> instead of buying that $300 pair of sneakers, right?
0: Buy some stock. Buy
1: some stock. Take that $150... Take $150 and buy you $150 pair of sneakers and take that other hundred and fifty dollars and invest in some stock go to the bank and get a cd account mm. that you can't touch for a couple of years you know invest in something worthwhile my granddaughter had on a pair three hundred dollar yeezys and she's
0: only 11 why are you talking about my baby I like cursed
1: that i my son out she's 11 she don't know nothing about that if
0: you buy her some light up sneakers she's gonna wear them all right, but you know. she, but she the freshest thing in middle so school. Right what? Now. So no, what? No, 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 mean, my, it, no, Let me, it, let be, me tell you when I Being fresh is
1: stupid. Is stupid. <laughs> It, so Listen, a lot of kids are running around here with these name brand expensive clothes, and wearing, they don't have other
0: and, things. I know. So we're so, we're, so we're talking about. We're, so we're talking about that from the standpoint of yeah, I agree with you that are stupid. And they get a kid. Their mothers and fathers are still living with their mothers and fathers. Okay, I agree with you. I agree that kids in middle school, most people in the world shouldn't own shoes that cost three hundred dollars. So when you say hey, the parents are still living this way, the parents don't have good jobs, the parents could barely afford this, but then on the other hand. Being in middle school, you get you get abused by other um you get bullied by other kids okay. for not having those things. Okay, but you still don't need a three hundred dollar
1: pair of sneakers. No, but that's how much they
0: cost.
1: Okay, no, you know, no, my, no. Let me
0: tell you, guys, you know those felis that came out last summer and everybody's wearing them? Swear to god, I had the same felis when I was twelve in middle school. My first day in middle school, I had on like a pair of uh, white feel eyes I had on bell bottoms which fuck out of here I love bell bottoms and they're just not coming back into style and I had on like this stripe red white and black tweety shirt first of all fuck all of you who don't like tweety I loved my jeans I liked my sneakers but people made fun of me they said yo wh-? they was like what are those and I'm like first of all what these are mad comfy you're wearing Jordans that are not even comfortable people be like yo why are your pants so white I like bell bottoms like I I feel like I've always wanted to live a lifestyle where I'm doing things that make me happy and I feel comfortable. But if it becomes an issue and then you have like a self versus self issue... When it exactly. comes to like, I like this, but then the world won't accept me liking this. So I feel like not but buying it. You go through a whole different slew but of that, things.
1: But that's why I feel like once you learn to love yourself, you learn to accept yourself, and that type of stuff won't bother and you. And are you because, gonna learn that because, at because, twelve because,
0: in middle school? But you can. And you can
1: start. You can. You can say fuck everybody at twelve in middle school. See, we didn't learn all of that you stuff. You get
0: bullied. That's all right for my, your whole middle. That's, that's six but, years of life. You,
1: but but see the difference is. I didn't have... I didn't have Feli's. Because, you know, when Feli's came out? When I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. So, I couldn't afford to buy the Feli's back then. I didn't know... You know, my parents were drug addicts. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a lot. You understand? You was
0: a Reebok girl. We remember
1: from last episode. Yeah, when I I was old enough to buy them on my own. Mm -hmm. You understand? I got bullied a lot and teased a lot because of Monique and her behavior. Mm -hmm. You know, Monique being gay and fighting all the boys in the neighborhood. I got bullied because I was I was 13 years old and and my body was wicked.
0: Oh, we're gonna talk about that another We're gonna got, talk about that another You know, time. I got
1: bullied a lot because of the transition from light skin to dark skin mm-hmm. with big lips and full figure f-
0: features. But you know, this you guy know? told me before I got, that I got bullied a lot for like, a whole bunch of stuff. When I was in high, high school, right, <laughs> I had started talking to this guy and then he goes and says, Oh, I don't like you because you're not light-skinned. <laughs> Yeah, I got bullied for all of that. Okay, my hold on, so guys, we're gonna talk about it. Doesn't about, matter what kind of clothes you got on. If they don't like you and they want to fuck with gonna, you, they will. But it's just different levels of bullying. All right, we're gonna outline all the different mm-hmm. levels next time, guys. So um, my last few points. So um, I have a friend who he likes to part in Baby Boy after Ow. Snoop Dogg gets shot by Tyrese and by Peanut, and I feel like this part is very uh interesting because. After Tyrese is kind of kicked out, kind of said he was just leaving, not exactly kicked out, he he shoots Snoop Dogg, and then he goes home, and he's in his room. He has the gun in his hand, and he looks like he wants to shoot himself because you can tell throughout the movie, he's not a killer. He, he might play you. He might want to sell you some weed. He might punch you in the face, but he don't want to, like, shoot you. That's not his lifestyle. And uh, then So so first Tyrese is at the desk. That was a dope part, too. Huh? That part was dope too. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite parts now that I'm really thinking about. It. So first he's at the desk with the gun. He looks like he's going to shoot himself and he's kind of like falling around everywhere which he could have shot himself with a slip of the trigger finger. And then he ends up on the floor against the dresser. And then Vin rains comes into the room and he, he, he walks in slowly. Vin Rains you can tell from the lifestyle that he used to live in, like he's completely aware of what's happening and that... He decides in that moment, like, yeah, me and Jody have our differences, but I need to take charge of this situation because I'm a killer and he's not. So I'm going to take the gun and I'm going to support him in this time of need. And I felt like that was so important because that because Jody doesn't Jody doesn't have a father, Jody doesn't have a man showing him right from wrong and how to handle these different situations. Where Vin Rain, even though he had this negative background, he steps up. He says, "Look, you're a grown, you're the baby boy, but I'm gonna." I'm going to take care of you in this moment. And then he later tells Juanita, like, yeah, me me and Jody, we had a conversation. There were no words spoken in the scene. And I find that uh, when it comes to theater and movies, the less words you use and the more actions that you show, it really.
1: Yeah. And, that, and now the truth is Juanita will never know what happened.
0: Yeah. You understand? Because he as a man
1: is not going to break that confidentiality. Mm -hmm. especially when he trying to raise another man Mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying that's number one also that was self-preservation jody could have bust off on his ass yeah
0: oh which which which, we do see that. that's why he kind of cocks the gun back yeah like he wanted to shoot ring rings but but he didn't so it was yeah i feel like that was a beautiful um that's not even the complete and there's a few things that happens after that but i feel like that was a beautiful ending to the movie you know what? I can't end this without talking about this. What about the scene where uh, Rodney tries to rape Yvette in front of little Jojo?
1: Oh, my God. That one right there was... I'm
0: t- how did they film it? Is It's for me. Because, like, I can tell they're all together. But did was the kid in the room when it happened?
1: Well, the kid the kid came in the room when she was tussling with it. No, I know.
0: But I'm talking about from, like, a, a filming aspect. Because me thinking as a director... I'd wanna like edit the kid in and I wouldn't want the kid to actually be in the room. There's some directors, I forget the movie, but there's there's a scene where like a dog had died, was was supposed to die. No no no, that's not even it. The director wanted the kid to cry. So the director was like, Yo, your dog died. Oh. The kid bawled. <laughs> like tears nine stops. But then it's like it was just like but I just need <laughs> That it. was so fucking wrong. <laughs> But it's like, but I need you to cry, and this is what I had to do to achieve my results. So let's let's Ooh, talk, that was wrong. let's talk about that scene. How guys get out of jail and they expect for you to just give them sex, oh, and they okay, expect for you okay, to again, be that's, that's, that's them being a baby boy.
1: That that's still self entitlement issues. Mm-hmm. You understand that's still self entitlement issues. That was my girl. That was my bitch. You got, you know, so she going to do what I tell her to do. No. Because I'm not a fucking dog. Exactly. This is my whole point. You know, he went to jail all them years and he didn't learn nothing. He got right in, got with the gangs and started banging in jail and he never learned anything. Mm. You understand? Whereas Melvin went to jail, he he decided he didn't want to lay next to no cold ass, you know, no, to no, be on no bunk with no, no, no twin size bunk with next to no, to, to Bobby and all of them snoring and smelling feet and ass and all that this stuff. He didn't want to do that. You know, some men actually learn, some men actually like pussy or whatever their sexual preference is. They'd rather be at home with it than as opposed to being in jail with it. You know, so Rodney did not learn his lesson. Mm -hmm. Rodney didn't learn his lesson while he was in there because at back then, at that time, Mm. they thought it was cool to be in jail. Just like they like the guys now, when they're walking around with their pants hanging low, that comes from two different things. They both come from jail. One, from what I was told by men, was that when they come in and they take your shoelaces and they take your belts. So a lot of guys are walking around there holding their pants up.
0: Yeah, and their and pants are
1: sagging because yeah, of that reason. Yeah,
0: just to let you guys know. So they take those things because those are things that you can use to um, commit suicide. But continue.
1: Yeah. So then, so then the other thing is. Uh-uh. Then you get plucked in the butt while you're in jail. Mm-hmm. You know? You showing your ass, that means you're available. Mm-hmm. So, like, which one of you? You got belts and shoelaces out here, but your ass is still hanging out. Come on. <laughs> and, that, and no real woman in her right fucking mind is going to want you to see your ass cracking your shit stains. I'm sorry. Y'all... Yo- I'm sorry. That is so disgusting. Guys, my
0: male audience. I hope none of you do this, but a lot of guys they walk around. They got holes in their boxers. They got doo-doo stains they, in their boxers. Doctor, yeah, the, the boxers are falling apart. And then, um, when I was working my research job, I learned that yo, don't so, even know how to wipe your ass right. You yo, ma, so many <laughs> men they don't know how to. You for, yeah so many men they don't know how to actually buy boxers like you want the briefs you want cotton you want silk like what do you want and, and i actually take my time and i explain to men usually like teenagers and younger boys how to buy boxers and like how they would fill with different types and different types of support that they need because i learned that a lot of them just don't know all right my any last words
1: <laughs> please don't let me see you with no shit and, and and like guys, not for nothing. Some females are just as bad. Don't get it twisted, ladies. Y'all not off the hook either. Cause some of the stuff I I work for housing and some of the things that I've come across going in people's apartments just ain't cool at all. All
0: okay? right.
1: So please, <laughs> please, please pull your pants up. Be a gentleman okay be a gentleman nobody wants to see when i want to see your drawers that's because me and you get ready to get into something let's get it on and i hope and pray that they are clean oh, your nutsack ain't smelling like shit because you ain't learn how to wipe your ass all of that you,
0: you be surprised <laughs> all right mom. i'm sorry i know i went too far Ma, but like, no, it's a, we, we just gotta oh. wrap up all right guys i really want to thank you so much for getting to episode number f- my we're on episode five and you've you done four with me out of the five. Okay. All right, so, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Museum of My Mind podcast. This has truly been a journey with, like, quarantine happening, COVID-19 happening, and I'm just happy that I'm still able to record, and I love that I'm recording with my mom. And, guys, I do want to give a special shout-out to my music producer. His name is Kim. So, quick story, less than a minute. So, I met him, like, a week and a half, two weeks before I actually started um before i decided to actually put the podcast out so like the intro music is all him all the edits that's also all him and then at the end when you hear the, the ending music that's also him and let me just tell you how great he is so i came in and i was like you know what i like adam's family like when they do the clap the and then i'm like i like inspector gadget when like dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. and then i was like you know what the greatest showman that's like one of my favorite movies and, like, you know, I like all those different sounds. And he's like, you know what? That's not really my thing, but, like, we going to figure
1: it out. <laughs> oh, that's why the music was on the other one?
0: Yeah, he put it on oh, there. Girl, okay. you thought I did that myself? I, listen, I don't know. Look, I, I mean, I, could pro- I, I think I could probably figure it out. But Rakim has been such a joy to work with, and I really appreciate his talents. And I'm just... For years, I really wanted to learn more about like being in like a music studio and recording. You know, I'll actually talk about that one day on a podcast because so many people said, you know, I'll help you. You can record here, but it ain't happened. So yes, uh, shout out to Rykem. Stay tuned. Every Wednesday, you will have a new episode at 6 a.m. on Spotify. We're also on Apple Podcasts and you can listen on Anchor. And if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram. That's Q-U-A-M-E-I-S-H-A. (laughs) q-u-a-m-e-i-s-h-a see you guys next week well